As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What did, what did the prophet Elijah tell the widow woman? What do you have in your house? And she said, I don't have anything in my house. So take an inventory. Think back to someone. What do you have? She said, I just got a little bit of oil. He said, that's all you need. God gives you everything temporal and eternal to fulfill the purpose and the plan that he has for you in life. So here's what you need to understand to better understand the mystery of the kingdom. First of all, you need to understand the kingdom is supernatural above, beyond, outside of any perception or constraints of this natural realm or your natural mind. It is compiled of believers who have a total, absolute surrender to the Lordship of Christ. Hi, and welcome back to the sanctuary on today's message, part two of Pressed But Not Shaken. Pastor Keenan really gets in the meat and potatoes of our spirit man, our walk, the expectation God has of us as Christians and as believers and his practice. It is such a dynamic ability to stand firm, to hold truths to the principles and believe that what we are doing shall continue to grow, build and shape our lives for generations to come. We live as though we have already received the victory because we have. So when we're pressed, we'll never be shaken. Man, I'm so excited to listen to the message on today, and I hope you are as well. So let's have a listen. I want to talk to you. I'm calling this part two of pressed but not shaken. You know, there's a lot of things that happen in, in the world around us that upset us. You know, we are the superpower on the planet, and yet we can't conduct an election that's not extremely suspect. Um... There's at least 50% of our nation that believes something is hinky going on here in some fashion or some form. And some say, well, there's not enough proof of this to, to change a result. But the fact that there's proof of any is, is something's wrong. And so it makes half of our land plus that are losing trust in leaderships and of nations and our ability to do what needs to be done. We look at the persecution. It's not two churches. It's not this church and the church over there that the enemy is coming against. It's, it's only the church. So we, looked at, we look at people that are being persecuted for their Christian faith. Even as we meet this hour, there are people that are, are dying just practicing their faith. There are more people that are in fear for their life for simply practicing their faith. So we see all kinds of insecurities in a world all around us and it seems like sand running through our hands. 
But in 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but yet not in despair. We are persecuted, but we are not forsaken. We're struck down, but not destroyed. Why? Because we carry the death of Christ within our body. Therefore, we carry the life of Christ within us manifesting through our lives. So we have the death, the burial, and the resurrection. Therefore, we have the ability to live life in response to an empty tomb. In 1 John chapter 5, verse 19, we know that our God and this whole world system we know that, that we are, excuse me, we know that we are of God. But we also then know that this whole world and the systems thereof lies under the sway of the wicked one. So it should never surprise us what's happening out there. It should never surprise us what's happening in a world around us. But yet God continues for his word to forever be true. That if my people who are called by my name, that's you and I, that's the church. That's not a world around us. It's under, a, it's under a different philosophy. It's under a different system. It's under the lies of the enemy. But my people who are called by my name, if they will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then God says he will hear in heaven. Then he will forgive their sins. Then he will heal our land. See, Jesus told his disciples in Matthew chapter 13, verse 11, that it has been given to you, you. He said, why do you speak in so many, so many parables? He said, well, because a lost world doesn't understand the kingdom. But he says, it's been given to you to understand the, the mysteries of the kingdom. The mysteries of the kingdom has been given to the body. The word of God directs us to live then in a kingdom mindset, not a world level or a world view. We sometimes turn on the news to find out what we think about what's going on. But you're not called to live at a world level. You're called to live at a realm higher than that. That we hear from the spirit of God activating in us that then when we hear something, it either bears witness or it does not. That we don't look for a world around us to validate us. So today, let's layer on to this kingdom-mindedness that we should walk in each and every day. At Jesus' crucifixion, Pilate orders for a sign to be placed above Jesus. It says, it says, Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. And the Jews protested against that. The, the religious world system protested against that. They said, no, no, let's put that he said he was king. And Pilate said, no, what I've written, I've written Jesus of Nazareth, king of the Jews. Now, in this proclamation was meant to mock Jesus, but yet it declared his rightful title as king. So if you are a born-again believer, if you have been saved, you've been saved supernaturally. You've been birthed and born of the Spirit of God brand new supernaturally. You've been birthed and born supernaturally to serve in the kingdom who Christ is then king of Jesus said to his disciples that it's been given to you to understand and to know the mysteries of a kingdom. So serving in a kingdom entails both the mystery of and the adventure of. You know, I look at my life and I look through the years and I see that God has swept me away on this epic adventure and it's absolutely phenomenal and incredible and I've done things that most people would only dream of. I've experienced things that probably none other ever will. There's all kinds of stories that I have to tell and all kinds of things. And then when I start telling them, people say, why is he bragging about this and that? I've never bragged about myself because I, I am nothing but he is everything. 
And it's so what he can do in the nobody that makes him then a somebody. And that's only the miraculous intervention of the Lord moving in a kingdom mindset in our hearts and in our lives. So we are to walk out every moment of every day this intimate connection with our king. Carrying a kingdom mindset and walking in kingdom principles. And when we begin to understand the mysteries of the kingdom a little more, that helps us keep straight in a lot of other areas in our life. In John chapter 8, Jesus said, if you abide in my word, and you are my disciple indeed, then it gives us the fruit of that connection that leads to the result here, that you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. If you abide in my word, then you're gonna know the truth. If you are my disciple, then the truth is going to set you free. Church, stand to your feet today. I want you, we made this last week. I want you to make it again today. We're gonna to make a proclamation again today. Guys, do you have that on the screen? Do you have that on the screen? There we go. Say it with me now so, so that we're all on pace. One, two, three, Jesus is Lord. I belong to him. He is above all. He is over all. In him, I'm elevating above my circumstances. I am rising. I have a kingdom authority. I'm leaving the land of victimized living. I'm receiving the proclamation of who Christ says I am. I'm pressing forward into the kingdom dominion that Christ has given me. My life is in him and his life is in me. Come on, somebody ought to get happy about that today. You may be seated. When we understand this kingdom principle, it sets us free then from our natural mindset. See, our natural mind, that's why the Bible says we should be always out of our mind, that our natural mind will always be adverse to the things of God. So we must then have the mind of Christ. So now I process, I see, I examine everything different. See, a lot of people somewhere, sometime, heard a message of God's saving grace. I went... 17 years old as a young man to a little country style church. I heard a message about a man named Jesus that I'd never heard before. Someone, somehow, whatever that looked like, we heard a message. Somebody witnessed to us. We had a track. My, my, my good friend Keith Davis played football for the New York Giants. He's traveled the world with me and, and it's just an incredible story he has. But when he was playing football, he was rated the number one linebacker in America. He was recruited by over 7,000 universities. Now, he would pick up gospel tracts wherever he'd find them laying because he was afraid somehow if he didn't, that God would zap him or get him or take his, 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 his talent away from him. And then he had drawers that were stuffed full, literally stuffed full of them. This was back in the era where tracts were all over the place, you know. It's kind of funny. One of my good friends told me the other day that politicians still go knock on doors, but somewhere the church stopped. And one day he pulled one of those out of his drawer and he read it. And in that room, God miraculously touched his heart, transformed his life. And he's seen millions of people come to know Jesus as Lord and Savior because of his story. See, somewhere it happened, it looks different for all of us. Someone told us somewhere that we could have a home eternally in a place called heaven rather than a place called hell. Well, what is heaven? Heaven's that place where there'll be no more sorrow, there'll be no more tears, it's a place of rejoicing, it's a place where you'll be with the Lord himself, it's a place, well, what, what is hell? It's a place of eternal separation, it's a place of anguish and suffering where men will cry out to die and death, well, I don't wanna go there. 
We said, hell no, heaven yes. And so we surrendered our heart to Jesus and, and then, then somewhere we took a deep sigh and we said, oh, now that that's done. And then we did whatever. Some of us kind of went back to our old systems, our old ways. Some people came in and out of church and then they kind of just kind of drifted off and they were out of church more than they were in church or they went into, whatever it looks like on different people in different people's lives. We were just glad we weren't going to hell. We just, you know, I'm glad that's over. But Jesus said in Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom. It needs to be the priority in your life. It needs to be your everything. Have a kingdom mindset. Seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And then everything else that you need in life will be added to you. So we are to speak and to seek kingdomness. And that's an everyday adventure, every moment. Why? Because Jesus' presence unfolds in our life momentarily. See, the Christ and his kingdom, it's the only thing that's eternal. Everything else is wood, hay, and stubble. Everything else is, is, is temporal. Everything else will be shaken, but the kingdom is unshakable. Everything else will be shaken. Earthly systems will collapse. Governments will implode upon themselves. I don't know what the future holds exactly, but I know as I read the word of God and I see the prophetic word unfold, I know that somehow in it all, I win. Because he wins. See, governments may fail, systems will collapse, but the kingdom remains. John the Baptist, cousin of Jesus, he's preaching, he says, repent for the kingdom, for the kingdom is at hand. And then he sees Jesus walking through the crowd, his cousin, and he looks at him and he points at him. He says, behold, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. And they said, Jesus is coming. He's gonna establish the kingdom. I'm so glad because we'll be out from under this Roman rule and they'll have no more authority on us. He's gonna change the world system. He's gonna do all these things. He's gonna change everything. Then they started marching through the streets and they had signs and placards. It said kingdom established now. And they had chants. What do we want? We want the kingdom. When do we want it? We want it now. Then they started throwing rocks through windows. And no, I'm kidding. That's not how that went. I don't think. But they wanted the kingdom now. But Jesus said, no, 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 my kingdom is not of this world. My kingdom is, is not of this world. It says in John 18, 37, or this cause I have come into the world that I should bear witness to truth. And everyone who is of this truth, because you know the truth and the truth sets you free because you are his disciples and, and you have married yourself in the word of God that you know the truth and the truth sets you free. And he said, because if you're of that truth, then you hear my voice. You hear my voice. See, it's a kingdom mindedness. It's a Christ encounter producing a Holy Spirit impartation that then allows us to hear the voice of God activated in our lives. Pastor, you mean, you mean, Kenan, you mean I could hear the voice of the Lord? Yes. You hear the voice of the Lord speaking into your spirit. It's that discerner by the spirit that helps you be convicted when you do those stupid and say those stupid things. We all mess up. I'm as flawed as anybody is. I, I continually, I'll say something like, oh gosh, why did I say that? 
And one of my convictions is when I look at my wife and she rolls her eyes, I'm like, uh uh-oh. Or we do that stupid thing or we say, but here's what I've been assured of. Here's what I know because I know who dwells in me. That my heart, I may say or I may do or I may act out because I am, I am, I am human. But my heart hasn't been wrong because it's his. That my motives have been pure even though I make mistakes because I'm his. See, when you have a revelation of kingdomness, that's my word of the day. Everybody say it with me, kingdomness. All right. You may not find it in a dictionary, but it's real. When you live in kingdomness, when you live in kingdomness, it makes this falling away thing. Or, you know, we use all kinds of words that, that a lost world has no idea. Backsliding. Backsliding? You know, it's like, woohoo. It's, it's not like that at all. My wife's eyes just rolled. But it makes this, 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 this falling out, this, it makes it really hard to do because I have a kingdom-mindedness. My kingdom-mindedness that I received when I was 17 and a half years old, I mean, it embedded itself in me and I was in church, I mean, I, I, don't, I, just, I, I was in church every time the church doors was open, it's been that way the entirety of my life. I was afraid God would show up and do something amazing and I would miss it. That was my moment. He was there for me right then. It was my moment. I didn't show up. And God said, I, I, didn't, want to, I, I didn't want to miss it. I, I, I wanted everything that God had. See, when we have that kingdom-mindedness, falling away is difficult to do. They say that breaking up is hard to do. Okay, no, never mind. We're on a time clock. My wife rolled her eyes again. Because you have a revealed word through the Holy Spirit. It gives you a supernatural ability to then crucify that because you can't do it naturally. It's supernatural to crucify the flesh so that you surrender then all this, this stuff that hinders you. Paul said, I cast this stuff aside that hinders me. And I do it not with frustration and aggravation, but I do it with great joy. Matthew 13, 44, again, the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field, which a man found. And then he said, oh my gosh, this is like the God, I'll hide it again. And then he went with great joy and he sold everything that he had. And he went back and he bought the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. And when he finds that one beautiful pearl above all pearls, for this great price, he goes joyfully, he sells everything he has so that he can buy that pearl. Here's the tragedy. The tragedy of this life is that you can spend everything you have in it buying a field that has no treasure. You have vain religious orders and sacraments that mean nothing. You have secular and world philosophies that end up only bearing emptiness. Governmental ideologies 
and scientists, words of this and that that ring untrue. All producing no freedom, only enslavement. Imparting no wisdom, only a list of codes and rules. Having zero hope of eternal benefits. Only the kingdom of God imparts to you everything you need, whether temporal or eternal, to fulfill God's purpose, design, and plan in you. What did, what did the prophet Elijah tell the widow woman? What do you have in your house? And she said, I don't have anything in my house. So take an inventory. Think back to someone. What do you have? She said, I just got a little bit of oil. He said, that's all you need. God gives you everything temporal and eternal to fulfill the purpose and the plan that he has for you in life. So here's what you need to understand to better understand the mystery of the kingdom. First of all, you need to understand the kingdom is supernatural. Above, beyond, outside of any perception or constraints of this natural realm or your natural mind. It is compiled of believers who have a total, absolute surrender to the lordship of Christ. This kingdom mindedness, this kingdom mindset, the mystery of the kingdom. Second, the church is the earthly representation of the kingdom. Therefore, the word of God tells us that we are all then ambassadors of Christ who is king of the kingdom. It provides a home for the family of God. That's what the local church is here. For the family of God, then it makes us globally as the body of Christ. It's a representative of the redeemed of all time. Those both here and now, it represents those that we love, we know that had that hope. Not of this world, but in heaven. Paul said to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. It represents those that are there before us. It represents those who have not yet been born physically or spiritually. A philosophy that I've always tried to teach is the church has to exist for those who've yet to find it. See, Jesus said when you pray, pray like this. Pray, pray with me. You, you probably know this. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us of our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. The kingdom is a spiritual condition of God's word manifest. Now, we know that this is not the prayer of Jesus. He's merely saying, this is how you pray. We can look at the high priestly prayer of Jesus and we'll see actually how he prayed. But he's telling us right here that the kingdom is a spiritual condition of God's word. It's a spiritual condition of God's will that it's being accomplished in you here and now as it is in heaven. I want to ask you, and we got to close in just a moment. Not yet, just a moment. Don't mess up. He said, close, I'm leaving. <laughs> Ushers, lock the doors. <laughs> Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? Have you really surrendered your heart to him? Or have you bought a field 
that had no eternal dividends and no treasure buried within it because you bought into a, a philosophy or a system. You come to church because somebody told you to. You, but you have no indwelling of the Holy Spirit in you. Some of you came as a last-ditch effort. Some of you prayed a prayer because somebody told you to, but you didn't really mean it. But it's got to be an absolute surrender. It's got to be a total sellout. We use an old statement, he's either Lord of all, or he's not Lord at all. See, Jesus is my everything. He is my absolute. And the only way that I walk in a kingdom-mindedness is I have a relationship that stares me in the face every morning. I have a relationship with the one who slung the stars in the heavens, who created man out of the dust and breathed the breath of life into him and he became a living soul. And here's the good news with that. That's what the gospel means is good news. Here's the good news with that. Is you can all have, each and every one, that same relationship. And it's simply by a total surrender. You might say, well, I'm not sure if I believe in God. It's okay, he believes in you. Or you might say, I'm okay because I believe in God. Well, so does the devil. And it says that he trembles. The question is, have you stepped into the kingdom? Have you surrendered your heart to him? Do you know him as Lord and Savior? Because if you do not, today you can. I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna do this different. I'm gonna ask you of a surrendering faith. And if that's you and you say, you know, I, I, I need Jesus right now, I just, I did. I'm gonna ask you to do something. Maybe it's somebody, maybe it's nobody, I don't know. I want you just to stand to your feet right where you are. If God is dealing with your heart, yeah, people will look at me, so what? I say we, you know, we try to make everything convenient and we try to make everything easy, but I'm just gonna tell you today that it's not always easy. And serving God's not always convenient. But somewhere, men and women gotta stand. And if that's you, just to stand where you are right now, by standing, it is that absolute, total surrender to him. It's throwing everything aside and not caring what anybody else thinks. See, that's the stand that I took. Maybe that's your stand you need to take. See, kingdom mindset is his will being done on earth as it is in heaven. Fulfilling in you the kingdom. It becomes an individual surrender to the Lord. And the kingdom then dwells in the heart of the believer. So as you stand before the Lord today, as you stand before him, you're saying, I surrender to his kingdom. And all you gotta do, the Bible says, is believe in your heart in the Lord Jesus and that God has raised him from the dead. The Bible says that if we would repent, Lord Jesus, I'm sorry for all my mistakes and mess ups. 
that he's faithful and just to forgive us of our sins. And then, it doesn't end there, but to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. And then he instills his purpose, replaces your mindset with his destiny, directs your foot in his purpose and allows his kingdom in your heart. So all of us who have had the veil removed, 2 Corinthians 3, 18, can see the reflection of the glory of the Lord. When you look in the mirror, you're going to look different. The Bible says we're changed from glory to glory to glory. For all you that are standing right now, God is moving in your heart and in your life. And it says the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more and more each and every moment like him. The Bible says that old things have passed away and that everything becomes brand new in your life. So when we accept Jesus as Lord of all in our life, we have then his kingdom and his kingship operating in our life and God begins to unfold the crazy, miraculous, wonderful mystery and the unending adventure in you. Who's up for an adventure? Serve Jesus today. All you that are standing, I'm gonna ask you if you do one more thing just as we close. I'm gonna ask you if you just meet me right here. I just wanna just pray a specific prayer over you and your surrender to the Lord right now because I want you to understand something. It doesn't end here today but everything begins here. You've been listening to part two of Press But Not Shaken, a message by Pastor Kenan Smith, Senior Pastor of Crosby Church in Crosby, Texas. And we'd love for you to visit us at one of our campuses, either Huffman or our Crosby location, your family, and we'd love to see you there. Or visit us online. Go to www.crosbychurch.com and get plugged into all the interactive things we have on our website. Or if you're more of a phone person, we're on the app. So go to your app store, type in Crosby Church, click on that logo. Then you get plugged into all notifications, happenings, and events that are going on right in your backyard. We love that you visit us every week. And this message could not be made possible without viewers and listeners like you. So if you'd like to support, you can go online and click Give Online tab. Or you can do it through the app we would love to hear from you. This has been Press But Not Shaken, part two of Pastor Kenan Smith. We are so glad you have been edified, grown, and enriched, and we can't wait to see you next week. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. 
Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.